the Going to College Education Podcast in association with Quality and Qualifications Ireland, QQI, promoting quality and accountability in Irish education and training. Hello and welcome to the Going to College Podcast series with me, Ola Majakodumi, and brought to you in association with QQI. This two-part series will help you to prepare for a busy few weeks ahead as you weigh up your college choices and get ready for an exciting life in college. For this first episode, the CAO Round 1 offers are out and in out what courses are up and what ones are down, and what your options are if you didn't get one for. And joining me with their expert advice and information is Dunica O'Mahony, Guidance Counsellor at Loretta College and host of the Leaving Cert Guidance Podcast. Guidance Counsellor Aoife McArdle from the Institute of Education and Colette Harrison, QQI's Awards and Certification Manager. You're all very welcome to the show. What have we learned from the CAO offers today? We have seen a massive rise, am I correct? A massive rise in, in, in what we saw today. We're looking at 23 courses over 600 points. We're looking at four courses at 625 points with little asterisks beside those, which means not everybody that got the 625 points and met the entry requirements was actually offered a place. And this is very, very disappointing for students. Um, and I feel really bad for students today who hit the top marks in their leave insert and didn't get uh, their dream course that they really wanted. It really means that we're seeing a lot of students who are disappointed and uh, not getting offers that they were hoping to get. And I think there was uh, elation the other day with with the excellent results. And then uh, there's been a, a real come down to earth today with really disappointing um, offers for, for many students, even with outstanding results. Um, not getting uh, their their first choice offers. And I think, you know, as Donica mentioned, the, the, the 625 with a random selection is particularly cruel because there's literally nothing else they could have done getting that maximum points. And then we see it across the board, Ola, um, right down with the, I know that 625 is the elite students, but the students in the 300s and 400s as well, we're really seeing massive, massive jumps there as well in many, many courses. So very disappointing day for a lot of students and our heart goes out to them today. Colette, I'll come to you next. What happens to students if they don't get the results they want? Well, I suppose I was going to say I fully appreciate it's a disappointing day and, and it's very hard then for students to be listening to people like us saying, look at something else. But there is something else. There are plenty of options out there. And I think there's a very big national focus always on leaving cert to CAO to college, but there are many options. And while students often focus on, I must do a level eight, and they talk about the national framework very fluently. They talk about level eights, level sevens. So they know what students are very clear on what they want, but there are many ways of getting there. And so now after this disappointment, and I, I'm agreeing with Dunnick and Andy, for there's obviously going to be a lot of disappointment, but maybe now after a couple of days, when you're over the hurt and the upset, that you look and you see what other options there are. And there are options of looking at colleges for further education, which offer extremely good entry routes into college by another door. Someone said to me once, you mean by the back door? I said, no, it's another door. And we need to accept that there are other doors. There are other doors in apprenticeships in different, very challenging areas from property management to sales, marketing, a wide variety, including very technical engineering ones. So there are routes. It may not be today that you'll think of them, but if you stand back a little bit from the disappointment of this and um, say to yourself, I think maybe there's another way. 
in saying that, Collect, do you think our schools generally do put um, enough emphasis on there being other options instead of level eight? If I was honest, I think career guidance teachers do a really good job and they try and encourage people to do that. But I suppose it's built into people's thinking that is the leaving cert straight into college. But there are many stories. I was only reading a story the other day, actually, in Independent ID, i.e. about um, a student called Neve, and she did very disappointed. She was exactly in this position today, distraught, as she freely admitted, when she reset her thinking and she did a, a further education course and developed her skills that made her first year in college when she got there, and she did get there, much easier for her. She had the skills built up. So I think perhaps the routes that are available may not be publicized as much. So it was good to see articles like that and other discussions about people doing apprenticeships in insurance industry, banking and so on. So it is about getting the word out there, isn't it? And these success stories, these happy good news stories, even if it is a day generally of people being you know, disappointed with the offer they've got at the moment. Donika Aoife, we've also seen a rise in the level six and sound courses. Is this a trend that is set to continue, do you think? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's for the year that's in it uh, with the rise in uh, grades from the Leaving Cert. I think that's attributed to everything. But uh, don't get me wrong, the Leaving the, the level six and seven are great opportunities for students. And I often encourage students who are not too sure about college to say, look at the level six, seven, because say after two years, you don't fancy this college course, at least you'll have an exit award when you're leaving. Or maybe you do really like it and I'm going to try the level seven for an additional year and maybe even on to the level eight. But if you don't, you'll still have exit awards after this. Dunnick is quite correct. The level six option in college, the level seven option, are very viable options for people. And while they they do leave with an award, they leave with a qualification on the framework that they can take to employment or, as Dunnick mentioned, further study it may be in different areas even. So they are really important options for people to look at if they are really disappointed today. What do they get offered on level six and seven? Maybe that's a way. Eva, are there extra places that can help take the heat off students in the system this year? Uh, there are, there are, but um, I think uh, fewer than we would normally see, but there certainly are available places. And I think it's one of many options that's, uh, that's available. And I think uh, it's really important that disappointed students contact their guidance counsellor and talk through those different options uh, with them because we're available to help them uh, talk through all those different options that there are. And it, it is one uh, available route, but there are quite a few. I suppose there was four, uh, four and a half thousand additional places brought on this year. However, there was a rise maybe in, uh, I think it was seven, eight thousand uh, applicants to the CEO. So even the additional places didn't weigh up the amount of applicants we got. Um, and even with the applicants we got, I know there was an additional 5,000 from the EU this year that we wouldn't normally get because of Brexit. But I think even with our high grading system this year, that it might even have eliminated some of those EU students uh, uh, going to take uh, those places. Going forward now for students, what would you say is the best advice for them right now if they're not happy with their results, if they're panicking about what CAO offered to take? What would your best advice be? I'll go to Aoife first. I would say um, speak to their guidance counsellor about all the different options. There are so many. We can look at PLCs and QQI options. We can look at private colleges. We can look at available places. We can look at a gap year and uh, applying again next year, either to UCAS, to Europe, to, through the CAO. There's so many different options. And I think it's really important to put this in perspective. I know it's a very disappointing day for many, 
but it is it, it, it's not a big thing in the light, grand scheme of life. So it is important to have perspective and to have hope. There's so many other options. And there's even still options available, as Aoife said, through UCAS and through Europe, even this year. So UCAS, we still have the clearing system, which is available if students want to go on and have a look at that. That's basically like our available places where they have almost like this massive sale of uh, college places in the UK that they couldn't fill up. And it's the same with Europe. There's still some colleges taking uh, applicants uh, for different courses right around Europe. So have a look at those as well. Colette, as you mentioned earlier, you know, college isn't the only option for students. There are students that also want to do apprenticeships. How do students go about this? And how do they realise maybe that college might not be the best option for them? Yeah, again, I think it's back to career guidance counsellors displaying the options. As Aoife mentioned there, that's your port of call. Talk to people to see what the options are. There's a lot of very good information available. There'll be a lot of their local further education college doing open days, you know, and there are an awful lot of further education students stay local. You know, they don't have to travel to Cork and whatever else. They often stay quite local in their local college and they have a wide range of options there. So I would say check out what's locally available, first of all, and see what the options are and have a good talk to people and even people who went through this process before to see it as a viable option. Um, and again, the career guidance teachers are invaluable. There's always an awful lot of um, useful supplements in the paper and all that. So I think the question is stand back and just take a little bit of time and have a think about what the next steps are. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. You know, I think uh, the apprenticeships were overhauled in 2015, uh, kind of away from your traditional uh, electrician, carpenter. They're obviously still available, uh, but newer ones in finance, insurance, uh, real estate, science, computers, you can actually get a level eight degree in some of these while you're earning as you're studying. So for some courses, you can earn up to 25,000 euros in your first year. Uh, while also completing a level eight degree. I know there's level eight in insurance, there's level eight in recruitment uh, and many other possibilities as well. So you're not um, restricting yourself from getting a level eight degree uh, or, um, or financially putting a burden on yourself by going to college. And, and myself and Aoife have spoken about this before. I suppose the real pro is getting that college experience is the difference for the apprenticeship, but certainly the apprenticeship is a viable option. And yes, uh, chat to someone in your local ETB. They'll have all the information. I see the Lee Joffley ETB very recently were advertising for heavy goods vehicle drivers. Apparently Ireland needs 4,000 HDV drivers today and there's about 100,000 required right around Europe. So there's such a broad spectrum of apprenticeships opportunities for students. What about students then that did not put down level six or seven courses on their CAO? What happens for them now? Um, well, we always encourage, guidance counsellors will always encourage students to fill out that level six, seven Unfortunately, if it wasn't on this year, um, their only option now in regards to CAO is available places. So uh, they should get onto available places. But uh, sadly, um, it's too late to apply for this year, but they can apply for next year or for available places. Yeah, and even if a student hasn't even applied for the CEO button now, maybe they didn't apply uh, before the 1st of July, they could actually still apply now to the available places, have a little look at the list. It'll cost them about €45 Euro if they haven't applied before. And if they have applied, the available places is actually free. There may also be students that were too late in filling out their CAO applications as well. Would private colleges be the route now for them to apply to directly? 
Private colleges is a really good option, I think. Um, a lot of the private colleges have courses that feed into market shortages. Like um, I know DBS, for example, have some courses that have been funded by the government. So they're lower fees, one and a half thousand a year. And they're in things like big data um, and uh, IT shortages. Private education and colleges are obviously offering awards, again, on the national framework. So a level eight degree or a level six degree, an ordinary degree is the same right across the board in terms of the national framework of qualifications. And I think that's important for people to understand. We can often get a little bit of an idea, well, I must do my degree in this place. Um, but in fact, that's not necessarily so, because the focus is on a qualification that is quality assured and that's on the national framework of qualifications. So I think, you know, a better understanding of that will help and people might feel less disappointed because there may be more options, as Aoife says. And a lot of these courses are even accredited, say, psychology and DBS is accredited by the Psychological Society of Ireland. I know the law degree in Griffith College, you can go on to King's Inns, you can go on and do your exams in Law Society of Ireland. So there's, you know, just because they're private colleges doesn't mean they're any less of an option. They're QQI accredited, they're accredited by the societies as well. So absolutely have a look at private colleges. And Aoife said, uh, in the long run, they're actually not as expensive as you might think. And I think also, you know, as feeding on from them being accredited, if a student really has their heart set on going to a particular university, they could go to a private college first and then do a master's um, in their preferred university. And it mightn't uh, necessarily take them any longer at all because of the um, DBS or the private colleges uh, being three year degrees a lot of the time. So it's a, I think it's an excellent option. A lot of students might also be moving up to Dublin or maybe they would like to go to college in Dublin. For those that may not have got their option, maybe in Dublin, there are also other options as well in different parts of the country as well, with perhaps lesser points as well, where students can go to study, isn't there? Well, I'm a big culture, so I am. So I'm, I'm very much for studying down the country, as they'd say in Dublin. Uh, but yeah, there's great opportunities uh, if you look at something as close to Dublin as Maynooth University, uh, you have new universities now in Cork and Kerry, uh, in Limerick and Westmead. Um, so all these new technological universities are also a great opportunity for students. And again, you're coming out with a university degree at the end of it. Uh, the points, as you rightly said, Ola, are probably not as high. Uh, and you can do your computer sciences, your businesses, whatever it is, even Waterford IT offer arts courses and uh, things like that. So absolutely have a look, explore your options outside of Dublin as well. You're dead right. And for worried parents that may be listening as well, how can they help their children about the appeals process and the CAO system? I think it's really important to, first of all, support your students and not put them under any additional pressure. So being supportive in these days, I think, is really helpful. With regarding the appeals, um, you can apply to view your script. So that is on Saturday. So you appeal uh, apply before this evening at five o'clock. And then you can view your script on Saturday, either in school for the ones that were marked on paper or online for the ones that were marked online. Um, and then after that, you can um, apply to appeal. So again, you're appealing really the, the written papers, most of all. I think the appeal for the accredited grade system wasn't very robust, but for the written papers, it's a very robust, transparent, fair system of appeal. Yeah, and I'd say, uh, just to echo what Aoife said, it's, it's important for the parents to be there and, and try and encourage 
as best as possible. And, and just to reassure that there are lots of options and opportunities. And I know they mightn't want to hear that, but just to let them know there is help out there, whether it's the National Parents uh, Council for uh, um, Post-Primary School, they have a brilliant helpline. I know the Irish Independent sponsor that and to get in contact with them because they mightn't want to hear for the parents, but just to give them different options, your guidance counselors there, there's helplines there. We could even contact universities and colleges if needs be, uh, but there's lots of options opportunities and if I'm a parent I kind of familiarize myself with the appeal system that Aoife laid out there um, to know kind of what's coming up uh, any little dates or deadlines that we must know and just to to kind of remind your son and daughter that this is coming up and let's let's have a look at this. What about the round two offers how does that work and what goes beyond that? Yeah so round two happens on the 20th of September so basically if there's 50 places on a course and we have 200 applicants um, those 50 uh, top point uh, applicants will get the offers first and they'll have a certain deadline, which is the 13th of September, to accept their place by. So let's say, for example, 48 out of the 50 accept their place by that deadline. Now, the other two places left over then will go into the second round and we look further down the list of our applicants and see who has the next highest points uh, in round two and they'll be offered the place. Now, it's important to know for students that if you've accepted a, a course in round one, you can still be offered another one higher on your CEO list in subsequent rounds. And in fact, you can decide then, do I want to keep the course I accepted in round one, or do I want to take the course I'm now being offered in round two, three, or four, whichever it may be. So you can have that decision then, which is crucial for students to know. So I think we always stress that is we'd really recommend that students accept their offer today um, because it, treat it as if it's your last, because you've nothing to lose by accepting it, except getting yourself a little bit more time. So really, we always encourage students to accept that offer. Yeah, and just to note that, you know, in round one, there's generally colleges fill about 98% of their places in round one. So like Eva said, accept today. So because there might not uh, be around two, three, four or five offer. Uh, so to make sure you've accepted what you, you've been offered today. And I think then in accepting that, and if you're not sure about that offer in particular, while you agree with the advice, absolutely accept it. And then maybe take a little bit of time. And I think that's where people can, um, parents can help and, and career guidance and friends can help in having a look perhaps at the other options, rather than just diving into something that you only half want. Um, and then you say to yourself, then when you're halfway through uh, the year, I didn't want this at all. And you walk away and, and that's never good feeling that kind of sense of of disillusionment halfway through the first year in college. So it might be worthwhile standing back and having a think and to remember that there are loads of options out there and the plenty of people out there to help you find those options. And Colette, what would your advice be to students that are struggling on what course sits them best and what they're most passionate about? Students, you see, have spent a lot of time working with career guidance uh, counsellors and have I'm hoping put down the courses in their order that they got so if they got a course that was is less that they're less than enthusiastic about yes accept it but maybe have a think and maybe there are other ways of getting to where their actual passion course is if you like where they really want to go and I think we've covered a few of those today and where the possible options are. That's it for this episode of the Going to College podcast series and I wanted my guest Donico Mahoney Aoife McArdle and Colette Harrison for joining me on the show. I'll be back next week to discuss 
than returning to the campus for students and getting the most college years with lots of practical advice and tips. So do join me then. Don't forget you can listen and subscribe to the series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, independent.ie, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Ala Majeka Dumi, and thanks for listening. The Going to College Education Podcast, in association with Quality and Qualifications Ireland, QQI, promoting quality and accountability in Irish education and training.